Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Moms on the Grind podcast. I'm Sarah Desmore, the host and founder, I guess, you know, creator of this show. I just came back from Los Angeles for a work networking event. It was a national event with realtors from across the nation, you know, from coast to coast with Compass. And when I came back, I thought, what would be better than to speak about networking in this next podcast episode? Okay, before I dive into the subject, I wanted to start off by saying a huge thank you to everybody taking the time to listen to the podcast, you know, sharing it, taking the time to provide feedback, to write me on Instagram, Facebook, and whatnot. I've been, I mean, I have no words. I've been positively overwhelmed with all of the amount of beautiful messages I've been getting from people all around the world, from moms and non-moms. I even have men, people I admire. One of my friends um, is one of the biggest news guys, well, radio guys in Haiti, Carol. His name is Kahel. He even wrote me amazing feedback and even rated the podcast on iTunes. Guys, like, wow, I don't even know how to explain how grateful I am. Who would have thought What particularly touched me were messages I was getting from moms who saw me a certain way, you know, like the the perfect social media filtered way and told me personally that after listening to my podcast episodes, they told me that they looked at me in a different way and could relate more to me. So, you know, things like that really, really warmed my heart. I knew that I had a goal um, doing this podcast for you guys, but you know, when it comes to the whole social media per- perception, and, you know, I actually choose to post more positive things on social media, although I know that it isn't 100% of the, re- the reality of my entire life. It's a personal choice, guys, for my own sanity. When you look at my Instagram, Facebook, you try and you see, like, all the smiling pictures and the happy pictures, I'm a very optimistic person. My birthday's next week. Okay, I'm a true Sagittarius and I choose to focus on the positive, guys. There is enough bullshit and negative things going on around the world. We see it every freaking second on television, on Facebook, guys. Like, by the way, if you're on a Facebook friend of mine and you post all those like nasty, gruesome, disgusting things, I probably deleted you or blocked you. So if you don't see my things, it's because I blocked your ass, okay? Social media, I mean, CNN, I can't even look at CNN like I used to. Like, they only share the bad stuff. So anyway, do not compare yourself to a stranger on social media, okay? You never know what happens behind closed doors. However, I am using this podcast as an honest voice for my reality and the realities of those I will interview, okay? I really had to get this off my chest because the whole social media thing Yes, you can look at me, you can think I'm perfect, but I'm not. Nobody's perfect. Even the most perfect looking person with the most perfect job, you know, maybe they have some demons inside. You don't know, but not everybody chooses to talk about it. I do. I choose to talk about it through this podcast, but we have to respect that not everybody wants to do that. But anyway, long story short, whatever you see on social media is not 100% reality. I really needed to talk about that kind of like as a side note with all the feedback that I've been getting from the podcast. So anyways, now moving on in terms of topic suggestions, a lot of people wrote me telling me, giving me great ideas. I think I have subjects for like the next year, but one of the things that kept coming back in the messages I got was the topic of networking 
Honestly, I've been getting questions like this even before I began the podcast, you know, questions like, how do you network with men without them taking it the wrong way? Or, you know, how do you find time to network when you have a kid? Or, you know, things like that. So I thought it would be important to make a solo podcast, a solo podcast episode on that subject. Um, not because I think I'm an expert on the topic. I don't. I'm constantly working on it. But I do have to admit that I've built and grown my business, especially in Miami, through networking. I mean, I came here, started in, in a business that was new for me in Miami, and I, ju- I would just go to networking events and make a lot, made a lot of connections. So I will talk about my tips, my journey. Don't be afraid to ask other people, you know, read books about it. I'll talk about a couple of books later on in the podcast. I strongly believe in the importance of networking. You do not, I repeat, you do not have to be working in sales to network because you never know who you could meet while networking, whether it's somebody that could help you, a friend, a colleague, or a family member now or in the future, okay? How many times did I meet people at a networking event and then like a year later, I was like, oh my God, I remember meeting a chiropractor. My dad needs a chiropractor. Let me connect them, Right. But most importantly, you never know how you could help someone else, okay? This is my biggest thing in networking. A lot of people are doing it all wrong. They're going to all these events. They're, sho- they're shoving their business cards in everyone's face without even looking at them in the eyes while they're talking to them or even asking them about, hey, what do you do for work? What do you do for fun? Okay, I'll, I'll just give you an example. Um, I won't say any names, but I went to a networking event recently and one of the persons was just going around, barely talking to, to us, right? And just going, oh, you know, just give me your business card. Give me your business card. And I remember running into that person again towards the end of the networking event. And the person was showing off the piles of business cards that they got. But the way that I looked at her go about it, I'm like, there's no way that she made actual, you know, actual connections with the people that that she met. And that's the whole point of networking, right? So... I look at networking as a way to build relationships. Some friendships were formed after meeting people at networking events. Alexandra, for example, that was on the last episode, I met her at a networking event that she made, that she um, that she organized, okay? I was able to get clients, refer clients out to other people, and even meet people who could help me with certain things or refer me out to other people who could help me. For example, attorneys I've met nail techs, estheticians, etc. A networking event is a good way to meet people to start building a foundation. But remember, even after you build a foundation, you have to build the actual house. Okay, this is very, very important. Networking is a foundation, but you need to build the house. So before we dive into networking, I'll talk a bit about my networking story. I am an introvert extrovert, very funny, right? Meaning that when I'm home or when I'm working or when I'm in my element, I don't like to be bothered. My sister will tell you, like if I'm home working or on my computer or cold calling, like don't even come where I can feel your presence, okay? I don't like to be bothered. I actually prefer to be by myself. However, when I'm in a social environment, especially a networking event, I become pretty sociable, Again, because I love helping, I love helping other people. I'm always looking to meet new people, learn about their business, and see how I can help them. Notice what I said. I see how I can help 
them. So in networking, you can't be selfish and only want business for yourself. Of course you do in the long run, but when you're going to a networking event, I found that what really, really helped was thinking about, you know, collaboration. This is one of the most important things about networking. Do not be selfish. Look at it as a long-term relationship that will you will need to cultivate like a plant, right? Networking has been my number one way to get business in the long run. And it's even after attending a few networking events that I got my first buyer clients in Miami. Now, I did want to take the time to answer frequently asked questions that I've been getting over the past few weeks and even years, I would tell you, all about networking. How do you find time to network when you have kids? This is a very, very, very important question. I remember back in the day when I used to work at the bank and I had a blog, I could go to all the events. You know, I could go to all the, I could go to all the happy hours, all the weekend retreats. I could do all of that. But when you have kids and you're a mom on the grind, it's sometimes hard to even find time to breathe. However, I do believe that you make time for what matters. So, you know, setting an intention for networking. What are you trying to do, right? Are you trying to meet new friends? Are you trying to expand your network, you know, of professionals? Are you trying to build a client base in the future? Figure out why you want to network because this is very important because it will it, it's going to help you determine where you can network. That's very, very important, when, especially when you're a mom with kids. So where do you network when you have limited time, right? So after finding the, you know, how do you find time to network and then where do you network? So networking can be done anywhere. It can be done at a grocery store, at your kid's school, or even at the park. You don't really have to go specifically to a network, something labeled a networking event and network. You just have to be willing to get out of your shell and talk to people. I know it's very hard, especially in Miami. People are always on their phones, but you could be at a grocery store, you know, just say hello to other people, just saying hi or compliment them. Ask other moms or dads, you know, their name or if they live in the area. One of my very best clients, oh my God, when I I think about this client and I have chills because they changed my life. They helped me so much. They brought properties with me. They referred me to other people. They're like top five, right? So they are the parents of a kid that went to daycare with my daughter since she was very, very young, about 10 months old. So I never even told them that I was a real estate agent. I would just talk to them all the time. After talking to them the first few times, I realized that we had a lot in common, including one of them being from Montreal like me. You know, so we added each other on Facebook with time. And that wasn't like, oh, within the first week. It took months, okay? So on Facebook... I post a lot about real estate stuff, so obviously they they realized at one point what I did for a living, and eventually they're the ones who contacted me for my services. I didn't have to call them a million times. I didn't have to solicit my services. It came naturally after building a relationship. Another thing I suggest is to network at places where you practice your hobby. So if you're part of a book club, for example, you can network with people there because there's a common interest. Do you like to work out like me? If so, you're probably around the same type of people often. Talk to them, ask their names, and if, for example, you get along with some of these people, be genuine and ask them out for coffee or lunch. Get to know them. It's so much easier when you have an activity in common. I know people who network during golf 
waiting in line at Chipotle, at the hair salon, and more. I actually have a friend. She's part of like um, a mommy group at her school, kind of like the, the parents club or whatnot. And because, you know, she's always organizing things with, with the other moms and with the other parents, I mean, she's gotten a lot of business just from doing that. And she, again, she didn't have to like solicit or go to a specific networking event. So yes, when your time is limited, yes, you can network while, while doing your regular activities, but even with a very tight schedule, you can figure out how to attend actual networking events while your kids are at school or at daycare. I found it very easy for me to do morning things because, you know, most chambers of commerce have breakfast or lunch events at least once a month. So breakfast, depending on what time they are, they could be harder for me because I'm alone. So I'm more of a networking lunch person. Again, if my sister can come over very early in the morning, then I can do the 7 a.m. breakfast. But if not, I can't do anything before 9 a.m. So I personally don't like networking happy hours. I find that people that are less serious, you know, they're getting tipsy. They're less about business in comparison to breakfast or lunch. Again, this is my experience. And besides, it's really, really hard for me to attend, you know, the happy hours or the later networking events or the weekend stuff. So there's even a few networking events that are child-friendly and specifically target moms. I forgot the name of it. Is it We Are Boss Moms? I actually haven't been to any of their events, but I've seen them on social media. So just do your research. And let's say you have to hire a babysitter just to go to a networking event, or if a networking event that you really like is more like of a happy hour format, I know the only happy hour networking event that I like is one for like tech companies. It's called Venture Cafe in Miami every Thursday. They have beer. I love it. But for that one, I could maybe find a babysitter. So you find a solution for something that you really want, or you rearrange your time accordingly. Even if it's just once a month, commit yourself to it and just find out you know, what you want to do when you want to do it, and then figure out if you need a babysitter or if you need to rearrange your schedule or whatnot, just figure it out. So how do you find networking events? So Google, Facebook, and Eventbrite are your best friends. Okay, so when I wanted to start networking, I just Googled Miami Chambers of Commerce and found a bunch of chambers here. Okay, by the way, just a little side note, when I got into business, I didn't have any money for marketing, to do ads on Facebook. I had no money to do anything, basically, because when you get your license, you have to spend thousands of dollars, you know, for the license, the initial business cards, the classes, etc. So I was like, okay, how can I get clients? I can't pay for Zillow. I can't pay for lead gen sources. I'm like, okay, what is the cheapest thing that I can do? Oh, networking, right? So anyways, that's just a little side note. Uh, to explain why I chose to network. So anyways, back to the chambers of commerce, right? So some chambers are specific to an area and other chambers are specific to a subject, such as the Christian chamber. So you do not have to join a chamber to attend their events. I actually suggest that you attend a few chamber events to see if you even connect with the organization, right? You could find a chamber, let's say, of your area, and you're like, oh my God, this is great. You know, this is, let's say, the Coral Gables Chamber. Again, just an example. And every time you go there, you don't, you're not feeling the vibe, right? So just attend a couple events, see if you like the vibe. If you like the vibe, I do suggest that you join the chamber because you get to, you know, you get to be on their website, you get to get all of the emails, you get to um, 
to pay less for the events, you get like a discount because you're a member, you can get awards, etc. So once you find a chamber or organization that you like and then you become a member, you can always check out their events. Usually when you go on the chamber website, there's like the calendar of events, usually, you know, on the top of the website. Very, very easy to, to find. I'm also part of this thing called BNI, which stands for Business Networking International, which is the largest networking organization of its type in the world. So if you're in sales and wanting to grow your business, I strongly suggest you look into joining a BNI chapter because it's not like your typical networking organization. So BNI is all around the world, right? It's not just in Florida. They have BNI in Montreal, in New York, everywhere. So when you are part of a BNI group, because there's a bunch of groups around the world, I think in Miami, we're like 32 chapters, okay? So when you're part of the group, you meet every week, you track the actual referrals that you give and receive. And most importantly, there's this thing called category exclusivity, meaning that once your application is approved in a group, nobody doing what you do can join the group. So I'm basically the only realtor in my group. Okay. It's an investment, but totally worth it in my opinion, because, you know, you have to pay yearly dues and then monthly dues for, for the food and for the meeting. So it's a little bit expensive, but totally, totally worth it. So you can just Google BNI plus your city to see which chapters have meetings and category openings. So let's say you're, I don't know, a criminal attorney. You can check to see, you know, if in your city there might be a chapter that doesn't have a criminal attorney or even a chapter has a criminal attorney, you can always visit the chapter just to see if you like it, just to have an idea of what BNI is. So, you know, they have BNI in Montreal, where I'm from. Actually, it's so funny because BNI in Montreal, it has been going on longer than BNI in Florida. Anyways, not trying to sell BNI or anything. I love my group, but it is a great way to network if you have, if you can make the commitment, because it really is a weekly thing. Most of the BNI chapters meet really early in the morning, like 6 a.m. So the BNI chapter that I'm in, we're a lunch chapter, which is great when you have kids, because when you have a meeting at 6.30 a.m., you know, unless you have someone watching your kid, it's very difficult to go to. So, you know, there's a couple of lunch chapters. I know there's even evening chapters. So yeah, just look it up. I mean, for me, it's been a great, a great way to network. So Eventbrite is also a great way to find events in your area. So you just go to eventbrite.com. I'm not sure if it's in Canada or around the world, but I know that it's in the U.S. And I, I know that around the world, I know that Airbnb is similar to, uh, to Eventbrite. They have events and stuff. But anyways, I'm just going to talk about Eventbrite because I use that a lot in Miami. So you just go on eventbrite.com and you just write networking plus the city name in the search bar. And you will find hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of events in your area. So you can also subscribe to get alerts to your email whenever there's new events close to you. A cool thing about Eventbrite is that let's say I attended, I attended an event that was like for moms or whatnot. I don't know how they do it, their algorithm or whatnot, but they'll send you similar events. You'll get emails with other events in the future. It's actually pretty cool. So it's while I was browsing on Eventbrite that I found out about Alexandra Contos's event. And I think it was on Facebook too. You know, the girl that was featured on the last episode, the one that spoke about her divorce and everything. So yeah, Eventbrite is really, really great. Facebook and Instagram are also great. Sometimes you'll see a sponsored event or you can search events in your area. On Facebook, you can also see what your friends are interested in, in terms of events. And another thing is that 
let's say you go to a networking event at at a venue, I don't know, at a WeWork or whatnot. What you can do, you can follow them on Instagram because usually what they do, they post all of the networking events that are going to be going on in the specific venue. So yeah, follow the venues, follow people that you know that organize networking events so that you're always in the loop of what's going on. Another question that I get a lot, and I spoke about it you know, a couple of minutes ago, is how do you budget for networking? Again, networking is one of the cheapest things you can do. But I do strongly believe in the importance of investing in yourself. A networking event can be free. A lot of them are, which, you know, at the beginning, I used to try to find most of the free networking events. But, you know, on the regular, a networking event can cost you anywhere from $10 to $100. So I'll usually budget around $50 to $100 per month for networking events because I know that it's important to me. I know that it's, you know helped me a lot, but although I do budget for it, I know it wasn't always that way. I remember not being able to afford more than like $20 per month. And, you know, that's, that amount sometimes would barely cover just the parking because, you know, you would get to a networking event and there's like parking and then you have to valley and the valley is like $10, right? So anyways, I would look for the free events and maximize on those. So Figure out your budget, how much you can afford for that. What's really cool about that is that a lot of times lunch is included or food is included. You know that if you want to get me to go somewhere, include food and I'll pay for it, okay? If you do join BNI, like I mentioned, it's a little bit more expensive, but again, it's an investment. The trick really is to plan in advance, right? If you know that you have your budget in place, don't wait until the last minute to go to an event because it might cost you more at the door. For example, a a chamber breakfast might be $25 in, in advance, but then at the door, it's $50. So if your budget was $50, you can attend two events. But if you waited till the last minute, you can only attend one event. So again, if you get your tickets in advance, usually there's a discount. Also, most free events might be at a coffee shop or somewhere where you have to pay for parking or get your own food. So make sure that you budget accordingly for that, even if it's just bringing $5 to, to get a coffee or a juice or a bottle of water. So a few tips for going to networking events. And that a lot of the things I talk about could apply to anyone, not just moms on their grind, but to anybody wanting to, to network. So some of my tips that I found worked a lot over the years, over the years, number one, arrive early. Don't get there in the middle of the event when the speakers are already talking. You're not even going to get a chance to network if you do that. Plus, when you get, when you arrive early, you get to know the organizers and plus you'll be the first one to look at who's coming to the event and you'll have more time to talk to people because after all, you're there to meet people. So if you don't arrive early, you won't get the opportunity to do that. Also, you have to dress accordingly. Please, guys, Miami has a major problem. People arrive at networking events naked. I'm not even joking. Okay, I'm exaggerating, but don't be that person. You know, if you're going to, depending on the event, of course, you know, if it's like a a thing at a golfing you know, at a golf course or whatnot, okay, you can dress more like as if you were going to golf or, but if you're going in a professional setting, dress professional. Okay. No little skirts, no cleavage out, not at a networking event because you dressing up is very important. A lot of people, unfortunately you could be the nicest person, but because of how you dress people, 
have can may have a bad first impression. So you want to make sure that your the first impression that you give is a professional one. So dress accordingly. Also, you need to bring a pen, not only for taking notes during the event in case there are speakers, but I'm going to give you a little trick of mine. So when I have a great conversation with someone and then they give me their business card, what I do is that I take the pen and I write something about that person in the conversation that we had on their business card. For example, I might write also from Canada, been living in Miami 10 years or has three kids or lives in Coconut Grove. After a networking event, you might end up with a lot of business cards and that's a good way to remember the people you spoke with in order to follow up. So when you're at a networking event and you're talking to people, ask questions and most importantly, listen. Nobody cares about you and nobody cares about what you have to say. No, really. If they really want to know, they're going to ask you. So don't just be all like me, 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 me. That's a bit annoying. When people do that, I find it kind of a turnoff because I'm like, it's a conversation. It's, it's supposed to be about both of us. We should talk about each other, not just you talk about yourself and that's it, right? So most of the time, you know, if someone is talking, listen to them, ask questions, get to know them. But eventually they will ask you about yourself too or not. Even if they don't, it's okay. You listened. And what's really interesting, and they talk about that in the book, how to, how to win friends and influence people. When people talk and talk and talk and talk, and you're, you're just there and you listen, sometimes people will remember you more. They're going to be like, wow, that person was a great listener. And they might want to stay in touch with you just because of that. Another trick is to give your card, but also put people's information on your phone if you really, really want to connect with them in the future. So I have all of my own personal information saved on my phone. So I save myself with my email, with my website, everything. So I might share my contact info to someone I really, really connected with. Why? Well, first of all, because people lose business cards all the time, but also because I might want to text them right away. And, you know, just, for example, tell them, hey, don't forget that we're going to be going for a coffee tomorrow or don't forget to connect me with your colleague or whatnot. So, yeah, I think it's very important to save yourself on your phone and to share information when you've had a meaningful conversation. If you want to make sure that, you know, in case a person loses your business card, that you still connect with them. So another really important thing about going to a networking event is the follow-up. So I always suggest to people to write an email, to follow up, or even adding to people on social media just to stay in touch with them. Because, you know, you might add them on social media and just liking their posts or commenting on their posts. They're going to remember who you are. You're, you're interacting with them. So you can connect with people online. You can invite them for coffee or lunch if you really want to get to know them even more. So even if you're super busy, you can always schedule a FaceTime or a Skype call. I've done that a million times. I mean, I'm just sitting home and we just do like get on a call. Um, sometimes just adding them on LinkedIn is a good way to connect. So I'll, you know, I'll sometimes add people on social media as I'm speaking to them or right after I connected with them. Just because, you know, for example, if someone's an artist, I might go check out their Instagram to look at their art, right? So the following up is very important because you can meet people at the moment, but then what happens next is the most important. 
And another trick, well, that's actually the final tip that I give is to send a thank you card. So if you really connected with someone and you followed up with them or they accepted to go for a coffee with you or even to get on a Skype phone call, sending somebody a handwritten thank you card is amazing. It changes everything. People don't send out handwritten notes anymore. People write emails. They'll write you a text message. So my heart always gets warm when I get a handwritten note. So I try my best. I don't do it all the time, but I try my best to send a thank you card after meeting with someone, especially from a networking event or, you know, just a one-on-one or going for coffee with someone that I admire. So finally, I'm going to answer a question that I got from somebody that I really admire. Um, She wrote me on Instagram to ask me a very, very good question. And I answered her question. And even before doing this podcast, I asked her, you know, do you mind if I share your question? Because I'm pretty sure that A lot of women might be struggling with that or maybe even men, who knows, but I'm pretty sure that people are going to be able to relate to that question. So her question word for word was, as a businesswoman and entrepreneur, how do you deal with working with men? How do you go and create boundaries without compromising yourself and missing out on an opportunity? I've had a few meetings turn into, you know, quote unquote dates or received call late call or received calls later at night and I need this to change ASAP. Do you have any tips for me? That is a great, great, great question. I work with a lot of men in this business. I'm a realtor. I mean, it's like, I don't even know the percentage, but I find that there's a lot of men. So I've learned everything I'm about to tell you the hard way. Okay. I've gotten late text messages. I've gotten pictures I didn't ask for. I'm not going to tell you what kind of pictures, but pictures that I'm like, okay, yeah, no, thank you. Delete. You know, I've gotten it all. I even had a guy talk about his entire divorce during the whole breakfast meeting and talk about how I could probably be his next wife. That was somebody doing credit repair. Like We're supposed to talk about credit and mortgages, but you're talking to me about how I'm supposed to be your next wife. It was crazy embarrassing. I didn't know how to get out of it. Anyways, so I have a couple of tricks for you guys. So the first trick I have when it comes to that is to only discuss business and establish a goal for the meeting and to have a business course of action. So even before the meeting, you're like, hey, so just to let you know during this this meeting, just come prepared. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about that. Of course, you know, you might end up talking about some personal things. You know, people talk about, let's say, their kids or where they went to college. That's fine. But always try to bring it back to the initial goal of the meeting. Another thing that you have to do after the meeting to make sure that they're not texting you no bullshit or no, hey, let's go on a date. Well, unless that's what you want from the guy or whatever, from the person you're meeting. But if you want to keep it strictly business, okay, after a meeting, you can write them a message, you know, that sounds a little bit like, okay, it was great meeting you. Don't forget to connect me with X and email me Y. Looking forward to doing business with you in the future. The keyword here is business, guys. And okay, another thing is that I almost always only do breakfast or lunch with people. I mentioned it before, during happy hour, people get tipsy, people might say things that are a little bit inappropriate, again, because of alcohol, but again, that's my personal experience. 
I almost never do drinks or dinner unless the person has become an actual friend or to celebrate close business. You know, let's say we want to get champagne or whatnot. And it's actually even better if there are multiple people involved. So I try to like never be alone if it's a man, especially when they're married, because I don't want the wife to, to have an idea or whatever it is. I usually try to keep it strictly business uh, with people that I know or to bring other people. Let's say you can always bring a business partner if you feel uncomfortable, if you want to make sure that nobody gets the wrong idea. You can always, you know, if it's to celebrate close business, you can have them come with their business partner. So it's more of a group thing. So if you get calls that are late at night, you know, that have nothing to do with business, ignore it. Uh, you can always in the morning, don't do it at night because then you can start like a long conversation at night. In the morning, you can always text the person back like, hey, you know, I really appreciate that you're thinking of me at midnight, but this relationship is strictly business. And, you know, I would appreciate your respect with that. Please do not text me late at night anymore unless it's urgent. Okay. So, I mean, unless you're feeling the guy and you actually want to date them you know, for sure. That's another conversation. But yeah, those are some of the tricks that I gave the girl that asked me that question. So I hope that this was helpful for you guys. Two books that I highly, highly, highly recommend if you want to get better at networking. The first one I spoke about it like a few times, I believe during this podcast, it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And the second one is called The Seven Levels of Communication. So how to win friends and influence people is good, not just for networking, but in life in general. I feel like I have to reread this book every couple of months. I have it on audio. I mean, it's changed. It's changed the way I operate. It even has a whole chapter about how it's important to remember people's names, right? And the seven levels of communication talks about the power of building relationships and only doing your business through referrals. And they give you an actual roadmap, like a roadmap. They're very, very specific on how to do it. And it's an amazing, amazing book. So I really loved it. So I hope that you guys really enjoyed this networking podcast. The girl that asked me the question, she wrote me that what I told her was really helpful. And she even told me the more I hang around men, the more I feel the need to make things clear before it gets out of hand. So yeah, you know, to answer her questions from the get-go, make sure you establish your boundaries and that you say you're only going to be talking about business. So to finish this, you know how I talk about my win of the week and something I need to work on on every solo episode. So my win of the week, family-wise, I got complimented a few times for Eva's manners. Discipline drives me crazy. I feel like I'm repeating myself all day, every minute, every hour when, you know, with my daughter, but it's not always easy. But when I take a step back, I do have to admit that I did a pretty good job. She says, please, thank you, may I, etc. And today when she ate her whole dinner, which is really, really rare. Does anybody have a toddler? It's like, I feel like unless I'm giving her like goldfish and airheads and candy, she's not going to eat her whole dinner. No, it's not true. She, my daughter is Haitian, so if I give her rice and beans, she'll eat the whole thing. But anything else, she might not even eat like a quarter of it. But today, she actually ate her old dinner, and after that, she told me, thank you, Mom, for making such good food as I melted. My win of the week, personal and business-wise, you know, I told you at the beginning, I came back from Los Angeles. I actually love, love, love LA. I think it's the only place I would live in the U.S., you know, if I had the choice, but 
Anyways, most importantly, I got to pick the brain of a realtor I highly admire. His name is Ivan Estrada. He's one of the best realtors I know in Los Angeles. He's my age. This guy has built a team. He's killing it in real estate. And I got to sit down and have lunch with him. And my biggest takeaway from picking his brain and speaking to him, he told me I should do this thing called Landmark. He's actually the third person in a year that has been telling me to do Landmark. My friend Natalie has done it. My friend Joshua has done it. Now Ivan, the realtor that I admire the most, told me, listen, girl, you need to be doing Landmark. So I'm going to be looking into it. I don't know what it is really, so I'm going to look into it. But anyways, I'm always grateful to be around people that are doing better than me. I appreciate their time. I'm grateful for their time. And I really love hanging around really cool people. Things I need to work on. Okay, family-wise, I've been eating like shit since Thanksgiving. I've been eating leftovers. I've been eating Jamaican patties for breakfast with ketchup. It's so bad, I don't even have protein powder anymore. So I'll just go to the gym, come back, and eat more shit. Like, it's horrible. I've been eating, you know, those crappy bars, like those protein bars that have like, I don't know, like 100 grams of sugar. Uh Uh-uh, I need to like get back on track. I need to get me and Eva back to her little green smoothie routine. It's been going really, really bad. So what am I going to do to make this better? Today, I finally ordered Instacart. I'm actually really happy because they have Aldi. I shop a lot at Aldi. I save like, I don't like hundreds of dollars per month just by shopping at Aldi. I actually got the spinach and I really try my best to get healthier stuff because I really need to get back on track before the holidays. So personally, I really need to work on managing my money. I mean, what the fuck happened this year? Where did it go? I didn't meet my financial goals. My financial goals were like, you know, saving enough money to finally buy a house, paying off all my debt, etc. And although I'm going towards it, I haven't attained it yet. So it's definitely something I'm going to need to work on, especially in 2019. I need to get out of this rut that I'm in. Um, Well, I'm not like in a rut. I'm just saying that I just feel like financially I could be doing so much better I could have more discipline. I mean, I could have more savings. I need to get it together, okay? So how do I plan on getting better on my finances? I'm going to be redoing a class that I took by Dave Ramsey called Financial Peace University. You can Google it. He has an amazing book called Total Money Makeover. But I found that going to the class was very, very helpful. You can do it online. And I'm also going to be redoing my budget, so I hope that you guys really enjoyed this episode. Follow us on Instagram, moms on the, at moms on the grind. You can check the episode recaps at momsonthegrind.com. Guys, you can email me, DM me, Facebook message me at any time if you have feedback or any ideas for shows or things you would like for me to talk about. I answer everybody. If I didn't answer you, you probably sent it to the wrong person because I, even people I don't know, I answer them. Again, I'm very grateful for all of you guys. I'll see you soon. And please, 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 if you have iTunes, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. If you really enjoyed it, if you like what you're listening to, give it a five star. It's really going to help me. Appreciate all you guys. Bye. And have fun networking.